Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. Today we're going to talk about sweet birch. Birch is from the Bedulacea or birch family, which has about six different genera and some 120 species. Historically, it was known as Bedulula lutea, but is generally now known as Bedula aleganiensis. This essential oil is steam distilled from wood containing 90% methyl salicylate and is very similar to wintergreen, which we've already done before. Birch, as in Betula aleganiensis, oh, the Latin, has origins in the United States, Canada, and Scandinavia. Like wintergreen, it may support healthy bones and healthy liver function. A closely related species is sweet birch, Betula lenta, which we'll talk about today. Sweet birch also grows in the Northeast. It was historically harvested for oil of wintergreen even more so than wintergreen plant, which is Galtheria procumbens. In the early 1900s, sweet birch was abundant in the mountains of Pennsylvania. That's where we probably get the Alleghenensis for the Allegheny Mountains, where mountaineers would, would use crude stills to roast and steam the wood to extract the oils. On average, about 100 small sapling birch trees were required to be chopped and ground to produce a quart of oil. Sold by the court to country storekeepers, it would make its turn to wholesale druggists who would refine it and use it for flavoring in candies, medicine, and drugs. Birch has a historical tradition of being used by Native Americans and early European settlers to flavor their tea. Yeah, I can see that. It may support strong circulatory system, maintain health in the urinary tract, and promote beautiful skin, which we'll talk about in a second. It is important to understand, however, that as with many essential oils, there are a number of different species, and these vary in therapeutic benefits and properties. Bedula alleghenensis is also known as yellow birch, that's regular birch, and it's considered the most valuable of the native birth species, birch species. Although birch essential oil is offered by several companies, it is generally sweet birch, Betula lenta, that is the most widely seen. Okay, so let's get to some of the benefits here of the the birch. So we mentioned already there's different types. There's sweet birch, which is Betula lenta. There's also Betula pendula, also known as silver birch or white birch. So let's go to the health benefits of birch in general. So one of them is that it prevents bacterial and fungal infections. These are two of the most important properties of birch oil, and the components responsible for these are going to be salicylic acid and methosalicylate as well, which are two well-known germicides and bactericides in the world of medicine. So they're really good at protecting the skin from bacterial and fungal infections. So if you have a staph infection, you can mix it up with some carrier oils and put it in there also with, you know, even the, the autoimmune ones like eczema and psoriasis and so forth. We talked about this in the wintergreen episode, how methosalicylate, which is like a cousin to aspirin, is is very prevalent. And you need to be careful not to overdo it with, with any of these that have it, so the, the birch and the, and the wintergreen, because um, too much of it can be a problem. 
It also aids in diabetes management. People living with diabetes have to be comparatively more careful about wounds and injuries. Yeah, if not, they get their foot chopped off. According to a study published in the Journal of Natural Products, birch bark may be an effective option to influence wound healing under diabetic conditions. Birch helps reduce body temperature during fever by promoting perspiration. That's good. It's a diaphoretic. This also helps in the removal of toxins from the body through sweat during fever, furthering improving the condition of the patient and leading toward a faster recovery time. Yeah, I've mentioned I love my steam room every day. Sauna or steam room. What else can birch do? It reduces pain. Birch oil is helpful in reducing pain in the joints and muscles, as well as pain associated with headaches and toothaches. It's also an antispasmodic and relieves cramping throughout the body. That's important. You work out too much or just in general if you're having like menstrual cramps. Birch oil is also known to help with the circulation, as I've already mentioned, and it's very helpful in helping with edema or swelling, and then with arthritis and any of the joint-related issues. So mix it up with the carrier oil and rub it on those joints that you're having problems with. Fortunately, I, I don't have any joint pains as of yet. Birch oil acts as a skin toner. Regular external application in low dosages effectively reduces wrinkles and sagging of the skin and muscles. Its astringent property strengthens gums and hair and tightens muscle. And this may help you look younger. And this is one of the reasons why you commonly see uh, birch and wintergreen and all these used on skin stuff. Birch oil also helps to toxify the body. It removes toxins like uric acid from the blood, which needs, of course, go to the kidneys to, to create urea or urine. Through increase, through increase urination and perspiration, which we've already talked about, how it's a nice diaphoretic and it, 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 it detoxes the body. And as I've already mentioned before, because of the methylsalicylate, it's a really good germicide. It's a really good cure for eczema and ringworm and other skin issues and so forth. So look, these are some of the benefits of it. I would, of course, be very careful in terms of overusing it, but I don't think most people are overusing uh, wintergreen or birch oil. It's commonly used in candles. It's commonly used in do-it-yourself deodorants. Birch kind of has a, uh, I would say, a manly smell. So if you're going to use it in deodorant, make sure you, uh, maybe a man should wear it. (laughs) And as I mentioned before, homemade deodorants is so easy. Just get some coconut oil and baking baking soda and, and drop in some oils, whatever you want, and mix it in. But you commonly see it in candles, and you commonly see it in toiletries and cosmetics. And and if you go to Naturopathic Earth, we do have a lot of essential oil recipes that, where you can use different oils. I will say that birch tends to blend well with sandalwood, which we have an episode on, the sexiness of sandalwood. Rosemary. And also with jasmine, which we we also have an episode on. Now, if you go to places like Young Living and DoTerra, they don't have a birch oil because what I understand is they they've been unable to find a reliable source which meets their you know high quality standards. But I know Young Living has a wintergreen, so it's really up to you if, if you want to get one of these two because they are kind of sister oils. Uh, just. You know, make sure you're 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 careful. I would not ingest these orally, of course, and um, just enjoy the odor. I think I think the tree odors, the tree oils, are some of my favorite. Just the cypress and the cedar wood, and I do have a wintergreen. 
I just think they're just great oils to diffuse because I really, really enjoy the smell. So guys, this was a, a short episode on birch essential oil. Please go to our website, Naturopathic Earth, where you can find tons of food recipes and regular recipes and holistic articles. If you want to support the podcast, because it does cost money to do this, please consider donating money. We have a PayPal link. Just click on that. And if there's not one there on this episode, go back a couple episodes because I am a couple episodes behind and putting in the notes and so forth. And just click on that and be generous. And you can also consider buying one of my books, Confessions of a Obese Child or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. I think the Kindle version's $5. It's very cheap. Also, what else you could do? You could go to Naturopathic Earth and then click on the Amazon links on the food recipes. And that takes you to Amazon. And anything that you buy within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. And we have three podcasts that are here on the Naturopathic Earth Family, Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary, of course, is this one. And then we have Holistic Health News. The most recent one we did on that is we have something, we have an episode on the toxins found in Subway food. We have one on uh, oh, genet genetically modified salmon finally being released. So go check out those articles. We have over 250 episodes and I think you'll like it. And then we have the podcast on Confessions of an Obese Child which focuses on obesity related issues. And we have some episodes on Adele getting fit shamed for losing her weight and, and some other things. So go check those out guys. As always, please subscribe and post an honest review and just help us out any way you can until next time. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at holistic health news and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.